1: The Guy Benson Show Sunday Replay, the week's most interesting interviews with senators, commentators, and newsmakers, giving you a replay just in case you missed it. The Guy Benson Show.
0: Joining me now here in the studio is Brett Baer, chief political anchor for Fox News. He's also anchor of Special Report every weeknight at 6 p.m. Eastern. I'll be on the panel tonight. He's author of multiple bestsellers, including most recently To Rescue the Republic. And he also has these Fox Nation specials that are out this week. And we remind you at foxnation.com, if you are active duty military, you get one year for free on that subscription. Go to foxnation.com to sign up today. It's the unauthorized history of the Vietnam War. That is out tomorrow. And then the lost ships of World War II available Sunday busy guy.
2: Yeah. Hey, guy. It, I tell you, it was a lot of fun doing this. It's it's really, you know, it's in my wheelhouse because of history. Uh, I did the unauthorized history of socialism, which was a big kind of success as far as people looking at it. Um, it just digs deep into issues uh, that are overlooked in history. And for Vietnam, we discovered, uncovered, looked into a lot of different elements that weren't, considered back then uh different you know perceptions about what was really happening on the ground as opposed to what was being portrayed back here in the U.S. and um you know it, it just gives you a better sense of how well the U.S. was doing at the end uh despite the overarching painting that we failed and lost.
0: So that's available tomorrow at foxnation.com, the unauthorized history of the Vietnam War, and then the lost ships of World War II, which sounds kind of exciting as well. That's Sunday over the long weekend. Brett, you were obviously covering what happened in Uvalde, Texas on Special Report. You were on later in the evening as well. Before we get to the politics of it and the reaction here in Washington, you're a dad. Yeah. There are some stories that even a total news junkie, it is really hard to watch, let alone sort of push through and have to bring horrible information about death, especially of children, to viewers. How do you compartmentalize that stuff?
2: Yeah, sometimes you don't, and sometimes that's okay. Uh, You're just trying to keep it together. Uh, I feel for... The correspondents on the ground, like Bill Malugin, who was just outside that civic center, listening to families, you know, with the ultimate grief of finding out after hours and hours and hours of not knowing, and then they're told, and then you hear the screams in the back of your live shot, um, you know, that, you know, is is altering, um, but not anywhere near. The pain that that anybody tied to that family is feeling so I think it's important to emote um, you know we're not robots uh, but also uh, do it in a calm way that uh, you keep it together and tell the story it's a horrible story and I did say later in the night I you know we as a society I don't care where you are in your ideology We as a society can't let this keep going. We can't. I mean, if it is some gun solution, and I know all the pushback to that, if there is some compromise, mental health, guns, something, if there is hardening schools, we as a society have to do something to prevent this from happening. We're the only country in the world where this happens.
0: Right, and that's the inescapable problem here. We have this unique issue where we have mentally ill, mentally disturbed, often young men with warning signs who then get access to guns and decide to take out their anger and frustrations and psychoses on other people, and it's happened over and over again for decades. It's not to say that it happens every day and that parents should be terrified sending their kids to school. It is still, thank God, very rare, but not nearly sufficiently rare because... We have these difficult conversations, so to speak, far too often, and it feels like a carbon copy. Of the same conversation every single time.
2: It does. And so I get the frustration of the people on the left who say, listen, we think the solution is guns. And we are frustrated. And I get it. I mean, I, it bubbles up. And I get the frustration of the people on the conservative side who say, you know, you can't. It wasn't the gun who did it. It was, you know, the, the kid, the mental health. Oh, the, and and
0: the- often, I'll sorry, to interrupt, but I think a lot of the frustration, speaking for myself on the conservative side, Is not just on the policy level but almost immediately we start getting blamed for this like oh we have blood collectively on our hands because we're all just a bunch of gun nuts it makes it very hard to engage in a serious way with people who are saying, you have blood on your hands. Oh, well, I know. no, you have blood on your hands. No,
2: I know. And we always get to the lowest common denominator quickly. Yeah, real fast. Really fast. And so it takes leadership to get us above that to 30,000 feet and getting something to happen. Because inaction is an action. That is a choice mm-hmm. that we're making. And we're now almost 10 years after Sandy Hook. And what has changed? What has changed is that a lot of kids in a lot of schools now go through what to do to barricade the doors and to be quiet when the shooter is in the hallway. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, we have not changed the dynamic.
0: One argument that we hear a lot is we need more armed security at schools. And the rejoinder to that is, well, they had that down in Uvalde and there was a a shootout and... The officer lost, he was shot, and then the massacre occurred next. So I think the logical leap that some people make is because it didn't ultimately, quote, work in this case, it doesn't work at all. So let's move on from that. Good guy with a gun is a myth. Well, it's not a myth. There's many examples of good guys with guns preventing far worse things from happening, preventing these types of things from happening at all. It doesn't make headlines because the horrible thing didn't happen. That's exactly. that's the logical break here. So you say, oh, well, it doesn't work. I don't know what they would want. No one there with a gun to have a chance to stop the guy. Right. But I think it's also simplistic for conservatives to say, well, we just need you know people armed to the teeth to stop the bad guys, and that'll do it. I don't think that's really the whole picture either. But yeah. you, say, you say stuff like this, and people are already in their corners very defensive. And I think that might explain why we do nothing ultimately
2: I know and it's sad and this is we could go through a a list of topics that fall into this category where all sides go to their corners you know after Sandy Hook uh, the late Charles Krauthammer whose green room uh, we dedicated just down the hall was on special report and said if you want to do something you have to realize that you may have to lose some liberties you may have to lose some something if you want to go down this road of security in some way, shape, or form. And we as a society have to balance that out. Like with TSA at the airports, we decided after 9-11 that that was worth our loss of just walking into an airport. Um, you know, now when you walk into Capital One Arena, you, you got to get screened. Um, you know... You can go see a basketball game and not have a gun, but you can go into an elementary school and and have one. So we have to analyze all of this stuff, and it it just hasn't happened. And so somebody's got to do something. I don't care what party you're in. You just have to do it.
0: Yeah. And I know you mentioned this with Shannon Bream last night. There's already talk again about the filibuster, get rid of the filibuster so the Democrats in this case could do what they want. I sometimes wonder when that immediately starts coming up, and I see Kirsten Cinema has already basically said no. Joe Manchin's going to be a no. Back to square one here. But if you got rid of the filibuster, do they think two two feet ahead of their nose, which is if the Republicans win a majority, which they very well very well might, think about what could be passed on guns, on abortion, on other on issues, taxes on in the other direction? Yeah, that they almost seem like let's get rid of the filibuster and only will be able to you know be advantaged from that. That's also not how it works, and it, it just seems like people who know better say these things. I'm like, how long have you worked in this town?
2: They're only five months away from potentially losing it. Right. So, yeah, you might get the win in the short term, but you may get it may get overturned or erased by a Republican majority if they mm-hmm. don't have the filibuster. The Senate's not supposed to work that way. It's supposed to be that you come to a compromise, that it is the— Place where the discussions happen and they work it out uh, it just hasn't been that way
0: brett we have about a minute to go just your quick takeaways i'm sure we might get to it maybe not on a special report there's mm-hmm. a lot of news but the georgia primaries last night some yeah. of the other primaries some pretty thumping results in some of those races
2: yeah georgia i think was the empire strikes back i, I think that uh former tr- uh, president trump with that endorsement of of Kemp and also, I mean, of uh, Purdue against Kemp and also against uh, Heiss, against Brad Brad Raffensperger. Thinking about this, the Secretary of State, Brad Raffensperger, got more votes than former Senator David Perdue in Georgia. That tells you that Georgia is done with the 2020 election. They are done focusing on it, and they want to focus on the future. I think that that may be a template for Republicans going forward.
0: I think it's a a healthy development to say hey let's maybe look forward in our politics imagine that as opposed to still fighting recriminations about two years ago and maybe a glimmer there in georgia because they weren't ambiguous results they were crystal clear results clear. down there from republican voters brett bayer special report chief political anchor all this stuff coming up on fox nation at foxnation.com see you tonight on tv you bet we'll be right back it is the guy benson show much more to come including congressman tony gonzalez from texas
1: was this week's edition of the guy benson show sunday replay for more guy benson show go to guybensonshow.com or wherever you get your podcasts